Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about four reactive styles that are associated with anxiety. Now, these come up regardless of whether you're an anxious person or you have anxiety or panic or any kind of diagnosis or not. These will come up anyway. But for some people, this has become a habit, actually. Your reactive style could become a habit and you just go there by default. This is why it's good for us to review these again today. And I know we've talked about these in the past, but it's good for us to talk about them again, because we want to keep these top of mind like, oh, am I doing this particular thing as a habit? Or is this just a, you know, a one-off, my anxiety got triggered and I'm doing this and I I don't do it often. It's just something that came up because of a very stressful time or situation. Or are you having a reaction and falling into one of these reactive styles? Now we want to be less reactive in our lives and more responsive. And we can become more responsive by having more space within us in order to process things as they are coming up in our lives. It doesn't mean we need an hour to think about something. It can all happen quite quickly, but we need the calm nervous system to be able to do it. That's why we do so many of the other practices that we talk about here, so that we can calm our nervous system and have the space to respond to life rather than react. So let's look at these four reactive styles today. First, I'll tell you, they are fight, flight, freeze, and please, or also known as fawn. So you can say fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, or fight, flight, freeze, and or please, which I learned it as please, and it is often referred to now as fawn. So I'll go over each one of them and some of the behaviors that would be associated with each one. We'll do them in order here. Let's look at fight. What does fight look like when we're triggered into our fight or flight side of our nervous system, our sympathetic side of our nervous system? We could be feeling rage at the height of it, right? That would be really easily associated with fight. We could be feeling like overly assertive, like pushy. We could be the bully. So sometimes when this is not you acting this way, but maybe somebody acting this way toward you, you may be able to see, oh my goodness, they're being beyond assertive. They're being a bully. Maybe they're stressed. Maybe they are anxious it can kind of take some of the sting out of somebody's behavior toward you. But it might be you that is out there being more aggressive. 
you could be overly critical of things in your life. You could be trying to be in power and in control. You could be demanding perfection from yourself or others. That demand for perfection is kind of a fighting stance. I want it my way and I want it perfect. You could be dominating or trying to control others. Now, I know many of you listening understand this because I talk with a lot of you and we don't always look at our need to control as a part of the fight part of fight or flight, but it is. It's where that aggressive need to take care of everything and control it. It's part of our fight side of this style. You can be aggressive or you could have a temper tantrum or an angry outburst. So see if any of those come to mind for you. That's that fight feeling, that aggression, raging. It could obviously range from, you know, wanting to control a situation to actual raging and angry outbursts. So there obviously is a continuum there. But just see if you have a time when your anxiety or your stress level gets high that you might fall into that fight reactive style. The next one that I'll look at here is flight. So this one might be more your style. You may not be a fighter, right? And you may not need to control everything. You may care less about controlling things, but you might need to take flight. So let's look at what that could look like and see if you can identify it. Because I feel like the more we can identify the behaviors in these four styles, the more we can see when our stress levels are rising. And the sooner we can catch those things, the sooner we can take a moment and a breath and start to do the behaviors and the practices that we know will help our nervous system calm back down so we can collect ourselves and move forward from there rather than having these really wind up tightly and we take a total trip down the wormhole. Okay, let's look at flight. Flight would be being very analytical. It could be being hyperactive really having so much energy that you are just hyper. It could be the way it could show up for you is the perfectionist and overachiever. You're really getting everything done and taking care of everything. And it may not be from a fighting stance, but just from I'm here, I'm taking care of everything. This was my tendency. Let me tell you, flight was more my tendency when I was really in the thick of anxiety. I was definitely hyperactive as far as wanting to take care of everything, overachieve, like I was doing more than I needed to do. It doesn't mean that I was great at everything. It just meant that I was overdoing things and over-worrying. That was my style. Yes, over-worrying is another piece of the reactive style of flight. Always being on the go and staying super busy, that can be a way to tamp down the 
anxiety that's rising. You know, that's a way of flight. That's a way of kind of running from it. It's that big energy and needing to always be on the go and staying busy. Obsessive or compulsive behaviors will fall under this category, flight. So if you have those kind of obsessive thoughts or compulsive behaviors that you notice they pop up as your stress levels rise, they're just behaviors, but this is because your style is more of flight. And also the workaholic falls under this category. Do you tend to just work, 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 and not take the breaks that are needed? Many people don't feel good when they go home from work or when they stop work and just switch gears to non-work because they feel better in flight. They feel like they have to keep going. This is their way of dealing with the energy because that flight energy Unlike fighting, you're not putting it out to other people, but you have to dispense it somewhere. And so you dispense it in obsessive or compulsive behaviors, always staying busy, being a workaholic. You begin to see where this is playing out in your life, and that is flight. Oh, and another one I'll pop in there is the actual feelings of panic and anxiety are the flight feelings. You notice I didn't mention that in fight because fighting is just coming out. It's outward. It's aggressive. It's toward others more. And the flight is very much internal. You feel the panic and you feel the anxiety in you. And so you are always trying to do something, keep yourself busy to dispense of some of that energy. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Let's look at freeze now. We've got fight, flight, and now let's look at freeze. This one I have noticed with people can come when people are totally overwhelmed or when they are exhausted from fighting or fleeing, right? It can then come down to freezing. Or it can be that the feeling, the stress is so big 
really quickly, it has happened all at once, that they fall into freeze. And some of the things that you may notice with freeze are things like isolation. I know I talked about isolation in a previous episode, and that can be a freeze response. Feeling totally out of it, like you're on drugs or drunk, like you can just feel like you are altered in some way. And it has nothing to do with having taken any substances, but you feel totally spaced out. You could, on the other hand, feel totally lifeless, feeling really dead inside, like there's, where am I? I don't have any feelings whatsoever. Deep hibernation could be happening. Like I mentioned in a previous show, that isolation, that bringing your, you know, like the turtle pulling in the legs, arms, and the head, just totally coming into yourself, hibernation. You could be noticing that you have struggles making decisions. And again, you can see why if you are feeling spaced out or lifeless, you would not be feeling on top of things or able to be making decisions. So that's the freeze response. You could feel detached from life, almost like you're just watching it happen. It's not you doing it. It's just all happening. You are totally feeling detached. You may be avoiding other people. You may be, again, that isolation, but just really even avoiding other people because you are frozen. It almost feels like you can't communicate. You could feel brain fog. You could feel depression and absolutely feeling dissociation. This is where dissociation comes in. A lot of people who have had trauma, who have had their anxiety or stress levels rise really quickly out of, you know, kind of being just not in an anxious state. When things happen quickly, the dissociation can just click right in. And that is a freeze response. And again, we can tend to go back to these responses or these reactive styles that we have done before. We can have, it's probably part of our personality also, where we will tend to go. But again, I notice more with trauma or with high stress situations that the freeze response can be the thing that clicks in. And then it may be the one you go back to over and over again. So if you notice any of these things, brain fog, dissociation, feeling spacey or isolating, be feeling detached from the world, this would be the freeze response, the freeze reactive style. And finally, we have please or fawn. So we can have fight, flight, freeze, or please, or fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And we are looking at fawn or please right now. It just, as I said, with please, it's people pleasing. Many of you will relate to this one. And we can have more than one of these styles that we tend to go to. We might have our number one and number two or style, or maybe we have a combination of three or all of them. But just notice, noticing these behaviors can help us to 
really see when we're starting to rise with stress, to realize we have hit our threshold. It's time to take action, to take care of ourselves and let our nervous system rest again so that we can do the repair that needs so the nervous system can learn its way back to being on when we need it as reactive and then totally going back into our parasympathetic side of our nervous system for regular living. So back to what please or fawn can mean. Again, it's people pleasing. Easy enough to see that. Codependents fall in here codependent behaviors, which is a subject for a whole nother show altogether. Because I think that often the please or fawn doesn't get the attention that fight, flight, or freeze has in the past. So a lot of this would be fodder for another bunch of episodes, actually. So the fawning or pleasing reactive style, you have a hard time standing up for yourself. You have a hard time saying no. And again, I talked about flight being a part that I did a lot. Fawning or pleasing was also my go-to. I would be flight and fawn (laughs) because, again, it's our personality styles. Not everybody is a people pleaser and not all anxious people are people pleasers. Believe me, they are not. But yes, those of us who fall into this category as our reactive style we are people pleasers. We could be called codependents. We might have had trouble in our lives saying no. And and learning how to do that is an important step out of our anxious state. We have a lack of boundaries. We let others invade our boundaries because we don't know any better. You could be the type of person that defers to others when it comes to decision making. And again, this can be where you go when your stress level is just a little bit too high for you to have your nervous system intact enough and strong enough to do make the decisions that need to be made. So you just defer. You avoid conflict. So again, this was me. You know, this was my place that I could just hide out in, right? Avoiding conflict. And also highly concerned with fitting in. The fawn person or the please person, as their stress levels rise, are very concerned with fitting in with the crowd, so to speak. Now, you don't need to have all of these, but you may notice one or two of these really speak to you. Maybe someone has told you the behaviors that you exhibit are codependent or people-pleasing, and that could be a little highlight to you. Oh, Maybe, maybe that's what I do when my stress levels are getting high. Maybe I need to use that as my red flag for getting back into my self-care and letting my nervous system calm down again and repair. None of this is bad. We all are going to stand up for ourselves. When stress and anxiety come, we are all going to fall into fight, flight, freeze, or please, or fawn. Sometimes in our lives, that's okay. This happens. We are going to notice these, though, is what I want you to do. I want you to notice them so that you can feel earlier and earlier as time goes on when your stress level is rising. Sometimes we don't notice these things until we're 
out the other side of them. Then we begin to notice them when we're in the middle of it. Eventually, we begin to notice it at the very first inkling of a temper rising or that we're getting aggressive or that we're avoiding conflict. And we can look at those as like, oh, would this be different if I was more in my parasympathetic nervous system? If my nervous system was able to rest and then I could be on when I need to be without being reactive. I hope that these are helpful for you because the more we can see them, the more we can work with them. It's not good or bad. It just is. And we will continue our journey forward as we notice when we are getting stressed, what our reactive styles and behaviors are, and move ourselves into the better behaviors that will move us into our peace and calm in our parasympathetic nervous system on a regular basis. I hope this show was helpful for you. And I hope that if it was helpful for you, that you would consider sharing it with someone else who might need to have some information about how to live a little bit more with peace and calm. I appreciate being here with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. And now for today's quote. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. And that's from Marcus Aurelius. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.